When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Alright Vic. <laughs> alright Laura. <laughs> How you doing? I'm alright mate, I'm alright. I'm just pushing my nose ring through. Cool, that hurt a bit. That needs to be put on silent, Victoria, immediately. Um, It's been two weeks since we've recorded a podcast. I really, I messaged you yesterday and I said, I've really missed you. It's just like, I really feel the absence of this weekly um, digital meetup. No, so do I. Is that what we call it? it? Digital meetup? Can't remember. Uh, I don't know. When when did we ever (laughs) call it We don't remember anything that we've ever talked about. It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, mate, how how the devil are you? Uh, yeah, I've been I've been all right. I've had a um a, a little spot of anxiety going on. Yeah, tell us about the drinking. Oh God! I feel like this is an AA meeting. It is a little bit. I've not. I've been sober for twenty one days. <laughs> so um, yes, I had a mum a mum's night out. Mum's night out, living at large on Thursday. And um, such a, who does that? I what, think that's such a what goes out on a such Thursday? a stupid time. I'm not criticizing your friends or their organizational skills, but I'm just saying what a shit day to go out. I think it's probably um sort of anticipating that maybe there's some hangovers, uh, but the kids are in school, so you don't have to deal with them. You just mm, drop okay, them off yeah. and then you don't have kids to look after. It's True. actually a very sensible day <laughs> if you intend to have a hangover. Um, but it's been quite a while since, well, it's been a, a really long time since I've got drunk. And um, actually, in the moment, I didn't even feel like I was drunk. Oh, but you were, though. I just felt tipsy. Well, you were more than tipsy in that video. <laughs> you were smashed. I wasn't. That is not me smashed, mate. If I'm smashed, I'd be slurring. I wasn't slurring. Yes, That's a were. sign for me. Nah. You were like, <laughs> you were, like, uh, you were. <laughs> <laughs> I found it quite entertaining to watch. Oh, we could have been around each other drinking. Obviously, I no, wouldn't never. anymore. I'd just be on the squash. Yeah, on the squash. Um, <laughs> well, I'll fucking be joining you on the squash, mate. Because yeah. again, I, I've, I've been so, I just haven't drunk like, regularly at all haven't done over excessive drinking whatsoever for such a long time that I've just I just can't do it anymore and I've got away with myself having a good time all happens to the best of us you know the other thing is it's like I don't don't really know those mums that well so for me it's definitely a bit of anxiety there just like just drinking to get confidence basically yeah. Which is a terrible thing to do. <laughs> well, it, but it, we all know that it will help. I've I definitely done yeah, that in the does. past. Just... And I also think, like, I've been programmed before to think oh, I won't actually have a good time unless I have a drink. Yeah. Like, I won't be. I won't. I won't be good fun to be around 
unless I have a drink. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't think that because I just think that I'm really fun anyway. It's more just, uh, I, I think because I haven't had a drink for such a long time, I was almost like, I'd almost forgotten the terrible side effects that it has for me. That's what yeah. it is. And I think I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I'm going to be fine now. Everything's fine. I've got it under control. It'll all be okay. I am a strong, confident <laughs> woman who doesn't need to suffer with anxiety. Oh, and how wrong boom. I was. How wrong <laughs> I was. The thing was, right, the day after it was actually the anxiety wasn't really there, but I just felt physically hungover and was mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck my life. I mean, I did have EDF that day as well, so it wasn't even like I was child-free. Um, but it was fine because one of the mums that I went out with, she's also off with her daughter who goes to nursery with um, ED, so I just went around to their house and we just sat and ate crisps and drank cups of tea. Yeah, it was love great. That. I love That's her. a beautiful day. So she's my new... I've got a new mum friend. I've made, like, another mum friend who I'm proper How like that. How dare you? <laughs> Oh my god, I love her. She's great. Does she know your job? Of course, yeah. She knows my job, yeah. Do you think inwardly she's like, yes, I'm in with a famous person? But she but she didn't know who I was, though. As in, like, she didn't have any idea what I did. Oh my god, but now you're like, yeah, I've got a blue tick. (laughs) I've been on this morning. Oh yeah. I've also been on the one show. Oh yeah, by the way, I've got a book. <laughs> you got a lot there, mate. You got a lot there. Oh, she's lovely. I love how you move that on. Oh, she's lovely. Let's not talk about all those things. No, no. Uh, so yeah, so that day was okay. And then at probably at about 5 p.m. of that day, it was like, oh God, the foreboding is coming. <laughs> I can see it on the horizon. It hadn't quite hit me because I was still like feeling a bit physically shit. And then went to bed and was like, oh, that's it. It's here, mate. It's fucking here. And uh, the day after, so the day after, the day after of drinking, uh-huh. the aftermath of the oh, hangover. Oh, lot lot I wonder what it is. I wonder what it is about drinking alcohol that does it. Like, what is it that stimulates that chemical in your body? Uh, so I've been reading about it because oh. I am actually genuinely, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, I am sober curious. And um, just having that experience has reminded me why I have been so curious and why I've massively cut down drinking anyway is for the anxiety. And mm. it is it's something about the uh, neurons in your brain that um, make you feel good. So like when you have alcohol, it does yes. release more of that. So you do right. feel good. And then you're depleting and you like, yeah, it. And you're depleting it. And it's right. that depletion that then your body has to work really hard to like mm-hmm. build it back up again. And it's in that time of doing it that creates the anxiety because it's like, yeah, it's like withdrawal from the good shit, basically. Well, it's a bit like um, dementia medication. Uh, one of the side effects of it is that if you drink alcohol, it mm. effectively washes away what the medication does. That makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah. So basically they say you shouldn't drink if you're on dementia medication. Obviously I'm not on dementia medication, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I do have an insight into it. Yeah, I think too as well. It's like they they recommend not drinking if you take antidepressants as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah. For that well, same reason. I, I guess if you're on an antidepressant, there's a there's a clear clinker there, isn't there? As to the fact that you are not okay and alcohol is a depressant. Yeah, it, it basically is. That's kind of what spurred me to knock alcohol on the head. I was on a lot of medication anyway, and it obviously all of the medication kind of says don't drink alcohol, and I just think, well, I'm already feeling shit enough. I don't yeah. actually think I want to add to that level of shitness. And then no. I just thought, fuck it. I'm actually making a very clear, bold statement. And that is I am teetotal. 
Yeah, I know. End yeah, it's, I think it's hard. Like, I find it harder to be so clear cut about it because and that's okay though. That's yeah. okay. There is, it's not linear, you know. It's not linear. It's not linear. Uh, I mean, mine's fucking zigzagging all over the place, mate. <laughs> um, I just think uh, it's for me the hardest thing is to imagine like never having a drink again. That and yeah. they they say you shouldn't do that. That you should just take it day by day. But then I don't feel like I've got a problem where I think I don't think about alcohol every day, so I don't need no. to take it day by day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I hear you. I'm in a very grey area uh, of um, you're alcohol. in the libido part of no, not libido. <laughs> no, what's it called? Limbo. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm in I'm in alcohol limbo. That's what I am. That's why I, I just think it's age too. You are neither in heaven or hell. No, You're in no, no man's definitely land. Definitely in hell. <laughs> <laughs> you were in hell, no longer. I'm 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 crawling out of it. Uh, but what has absolutely I don't even know what to do with do without it now is the CBD oil. Fucking hell. I've been hitting that hard. And it's really helped. It helps so much when you're really in that very sort of like you feel like panicky. your neurons have been frazzled and yeah you're panicking you're like <laughs> and taking a bit of that it's just oh, a little soothing little hand inside me just going oh it's okay don't worry about it nothing bad will happen to you <laughs> so i love it cbd oil fuck my life it's great um i know everyone will ask this i use the tonic cbd oil um i was hitting the 25 percent mate i was like oh get it in me the <laughs> neck neck whole bottle <laughs> in, your, in your eyes you yeah. say. <laughs> <Fucking hell. laughs> um can i just go back to that night in the pub because um it's been a long time since i've been out right and oh my fucking god i had the rage so bad about the men the men laura the men yeah i mean you know not all men yeah fine not all men but every single man in that pub was a pervert and did not leave us alone they would not fucking leave us alone we were properly hounded by them yeah and they just didn't get the message at all and you know in the end we literally were like fuck off you know and then they get all like all right we don't have to be like that do you it's like well no i do have to be like that because you aren't interpreting my very clear message of leave us alone yeah as exactly you, you interpret that as oh come and sit next to us and drink next to us no i don't like don't oh my god just reminded me of being young and um having to put up with that shit all the time because obviously i went out far more then than i do now but just i just got annoyed as well about the fact that it's still happening i thought like we'd made loads of progress and it really didn't feel like it no, I don't think we have made that much progress with regards to that because there's still like this idea that I even hear from women, this doesn't even just come from men, that we should just take it as a compliment. Yeah. Actually, it's because, you know, oh, we shouldn't be so goddamn beautiful then. Oh, you know, but it's very much putting the onus back on women. It's very much putting the idea that it's your fault you got hounded because yeah. you're attractive or because of what you wore or because you were in a pub where men are. It's never put back on men. And that's the thing that annoys me and frustrates me because it's like we've come so far and yet actually we haven't gone anywhere at all it's like we just went round a fucking roundabout yeah and in i i did a thing a little while ago saying my name's not darling my name's not babe it's not blah blah, blah. it's like all of these fucking things that you reel off and the amount of women that replied back saying but i take it as a compliment and it, that's fine that's totally okay that you take it as a compliment but it's you take it as a compliment because it's like 
it's the fucking patriarchy that's taught us to believe that's the type of attention that we're looking for. Yeah. That someone's going to degrade us in the street and literally call us out based on the fact that we've got a big pair of tits, we've got a nice ass, or because we look like someone they'd like to fuck. Yeah. So it's like, what? <laughs> and we don't do it to men. And it's like, yeah, well, I don't want to do it to a man. Yes, because that's the way we've been raised in a society. I know. It's just oh so frustrating. God. So we haven't got anywhere oh. at all. It's just No, and it was also, it wasn't even like some of them were older, but the majority of the guys doing it were pretty young. Yeah. They were, you know, like in their early late 20s, early 30s. It's just so infuriating. Yeah. So fucking infuriating. That's what uh, that's infuriation was. What I felt. Hence why I then recorded a video. The Chris fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. The nightly lowdown with Vic. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Um, then subsequently got banned on TikTok. Oh my Hello. god! It was up for thirty seconds. I have just right. I've come to the conclusion that I can't be on TikTok because I'm not even joking now. I've been banned from there again, so I can't post anything anyway. I'm literally just posting the stuff that I put on Instagram. I've had so many things banned now that I'm literally like, what's the point? Like all really innocent, funny stuff. It's like banned. And I don't understand. It's happening so quickly when I post it. that It can't be someone reporting it. It, no, it will be almost like, be like an algorithm that's kind yeah. of like picked up, picked you up. Picked up middle-aged men. <laughs> yeah. But you know, when I said to you, I was like, no, I don't go on TikTok. I fucking hate it. It irritates me. It makes me angry. It's because of the same thing that I've gone through with TikTok. Yeah. For the, for the exact same thing that I was putting things up that were nowhere near as indecent inappropriate or offensive as some of most of the shit that you see on tiktok it's a mad outrageous taken down and like you say being taken down within seconds so i was like fuck this oh my lord oh my lord the the censorship on on social media is just in it it is so intoxicating you could get high on the fumes of it Oh, no, mate. That's why it's I really love a podcast because we can talk about <laughs> sucking off dogs for a bag of quavers. And, and no, nobody no can do fuck all about it. <laughs> anyway, we bored the tits off of everybody over yeah, there. I probably have to have. cut that down by like 25 fucking minutes. I don't minutes. think anything else exciting has happened to me other than, you know, like having a drunk rant on <laughs> Instagram about how much I hate men and um, having the worst anxiety that I've had in about, I don't know, a year and a half. Fun time! Sounds great. I yeah. did have sex yesterday, though. That was that was good. Well done. It, that's a coping strategy, actually, because I thought <gasps> release the maxitocin. So uh, yeah, and also I'm ovulating, so you know, you got to get that scarfy minge or something around something. <laughs> when slime is in my pants, I've got to feed him. <laughs> uh, it's very nice. It's very lovely. It was. Uh, I don't good think we've had sex for ages. All. Basically, the only way that I know when we've had sex is when we've talked about it on podcasts. And the last time it felt like it was a long time ago. <laughs> I'd say pre-Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine though. Everybody was in it, involved and in presenting to. I, you're all time. here. Every, every time I get my minge poked, I share it with you guys. Minge so poked. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for being here on this journey. <laughs> um, I'm fine, by the way. Okay, so, good. Thanks. Anything happened? Well, I mean, I feel like we've taken up so much time talking about you that we're probably not going to have enough time to talk about me. So yeah, we'll uh, just... just give me like um, a headline for how it's gone. Everything's great. I'm still anxious. <laughs> Therapy sucks. There you go. 
<laughs> I think that, that sums it up. That sums up my last couple of weeks. Yeah. Can I just go and uh, grab my cup of tea? Is that all right? Well, if you're going to do that, I might make myself a fucking coffee. It's ready. I, I'm just collecting. Go it on. Every two seconds. I might bring a biscuit with me. Oh, oh, you know, when you've just been thinking about a cup of tea for ages and then you finally take a sip and you're like, oh my God. I, I don't tea. actually like I, yeah I don't I like coffee I I'm very new into the the coffee yeah, I was gonna say wait a minute you don't drink coffee yeah I do now <laughs> what is that it's it's one of those like naked bars I Ew. know you don't like them it looks like a poo with it looks like a, it. it looks like a shit mm. it looks like a shit of someone <laughs> that ate licorice enjoy so I think we should move on to a news article <laughs> I'm looking forward to this I'm just so interested to see what direction you're going to take us in this week <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you I've I've got two but okay. there's one that I definitely can't read <laughs> uh, so my story or news article this week um is actually very recent oh it was from the 18th of January 2022. Oh my God. So we're living right now. This has just happened. Yeah, this is an old stuff, this new stuff. It's like hot off the press. It's actually thanks to one of our wonderful followers who forwarded it on to us. I think this is going to change your life forever. Oh, okay. Now I'm excited. Are you ready to have your beauty regime blown out of the water? Oh, uh uh-oh. Does it involve jizz? (laughs) Have you seen it? No, I haven't, but I'm just (laughs) taking a wild guess. You're right. Oh, (laughs) go on then, read it. But it's by a beauty blogger. Beauty blogger, 26, claims using semen as face cream is the secret to glowing skin and praises it as the cheap homemade alternative to expensive products. A beauty blogger has claimed she saves uh, on expensive cosmetics by using her friend's semen. Not her boyfriend's, just her friend's. Fucking ooh. Um, Kelly, uh, 26, from New York, was first inspired to use the bodily fluid after seeing a video online about how many nutrients and protein sperm contains and decided to give it a go all the for the all natural glow. Uh, so yeah, she basically collects her friend's semen, oh, puts God. it in the fridge. And the worst thing about it, Vic, is there is an actual fucking video is of her it? putting it on her face. Oh. And she she's dabbing her cheek and it's stuck between her finger and her ah. cheek and she's dabbing it on. <laughs> May I would you would you? Um, no, I wouldn't. I, I have absolutely no desire to do that. I mean, I could do it right now. I could scoop it out from my own vagina. It's still lingering up there and just whack it on my cheek. If you want to contemplate it, actually, uh, <laughs> Kelly's video has wrapped up a whopping 3.3 million views on TikTok. See, now that's not a bannable offence. I know. Yeah, exactly. You- this is what I'm saying. That is hypocrisy. Surely someone rubbing jizz all over their face. And it's, I mean, to it's me... It's not appropriate. It's very... Very clearly come. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I need to watch it. Obviously, I need to watch it. Oh, I keep it in a jar in my fridge. I live alone, so no one needs to see it when they're making breakfast. I come across I came across a video on TikTok of this girl explaining about how many nutrients and uh, protein is in semen. Um, I wonder how long the sperm actually stays active. Yeah. If it stays how many in the fridge, is that staying? Like, you know, it's gotta be this. 
deposited and then refrigerated really quickly, I think, for it to maintain its aliveness, surely. Which means what happens? Does her friend come round to her house and then biffs one off into a little jam jar? There is a picture a picture of a very small uh, tub with a lid on and a yellowy substance at the bottom. But it's a bit like if you have a tooth, if you knock a tooth out, you've got to put it in milk and get it to the dentist immediately. Oh, really? You've got to put it in milk? I don't know. That could be fake. <laughs> I mean, or like I've if, never you know, if, if your finger gets one. chopped off, like there's only so long before your finger yeah. is going to have yeah, all of done. the fucking nutrients and protein in it, stick it back yeah. on and it works. I know that's not the same as semen, but I, I really do question the validity of active semen. Also, it's just, it's not a nice section when it dries. It's really crusty. Well, it didn't, it, it looks, it looks very loose. You would need the container to mimic a ball bag, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I'd say, I mean, obviously, there's sperm donors and they, you yeah. know, whack, whack oh, one yeah. off and then it gets, but it gets refrigerated, doesn't it? Gets frozen. Does it get frozen? I think so. But then, you know, know what's, the, what's the thawing process? How do you siphon off jizz into a, into, like, if someone jizzes into a cup, do, what do you do? You have to use a little funnel. <laughs> yeah like, Suck it through a Like pipette. you're sucking petrol Out of a Yeah Pipette Yeah and then But then would that Damage your the sperm jungle. Like what if you were To nick nah. one of them No it, But it doesn't matter Because it's If it damages It's only going on our face It's not going to make a baby Is it <laughs> We don't know We have no Maybe idea Maybe she'll give birth To something out of her mouth <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Gonorrhea <laughs> Oh no And that's like Surely that changes Your friendship With that person If you're like um, so how do you broach that conversation? I know. I would genuinely ask one of my male friends, would you do that? I might Which one would you and- ask? Like no, no names, but what would the what would you look for in a uh, moisturizing jizz donor? I think I'd want someone with a good head of hair. This isn't genetics though. Like, you know, you don't you're not getting pre- impregnated by them. You just literally <laughs> just need their jizz for your skin. I know, but I feel like if they have a good head of hair, they probably have good semen. <laughs> I don't tell Rob. <laughs> Why? He's going bald, isn't he? <laughs> Steve is very voluptuous in the hair department. He is. Rob actually commented. It's very thick. Rob gets hair jealousy. Does he? Yeah, of other men. It's, and I know it will be the first thing that he notices on a man is his hair. And he'll be like, oh, bastard, he's got great hair. Steve has exceptionally <laughs> incredible hair. Yeah, he's got great it's hair. It's very annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but Rob is... But well built He's a delightful man Yeah Hair or no hair Hang on I'm trying to think Is he losing his hair? At the back yeah Is he? Yeah He's got the ring of doom I really hate the fact That Rob isn't on Social media Because I just I just want like to see him I want to look I basically want to see his body I want him To just into a jam jar So I can put it on my face <laughs> What I want is To see the You know The the volume of hair before I make the decision. So Steve, to me, Steve would be a very good contender. And I feel like that would be an okay thing to ask in my marriage. I think generally, like, I'd, I'd want to know what his diet was, you know? Yeah. I think that would be the most important thing for me because it does definitely I don't know why I didn't think of that, actually. Make its way into the old um, jizz, doesn't it? Does he cycle? I don't know <laughs> why, but riding, riding a bike impacts your semen, doesn't it? <sighs> 
Um, does it? Yeah, but I guess your balls get squashed, don't they? But then, you know, I got pregnant and Steve rode every day, so... It's fine. It's probably just a myth. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> yeah, I think diet is probably far better than a head of hair. I just don't think that that's ever going to be like a long-term business plan of creating like a line of jizz moisturizer. Yeah, it's just not. Uh, that's not going to take off, is it? I don't think. I don't know that it's a business. I just think that she's like, get your mate to whack off into a jar and save yourself hundreds. What do you think about? I mean, now I'm actually seriously asking you about moisturizer. But what do you think about um, the whole sort of beauty? I find the beauty industry finding creams. All that shit. I find it so overwhelming. There's mm-hmm. too much out there. So in some ways, the simplicity of just getting rubbed jizz on my face is uh, actually quite appealing. Just lay on the bed and him literally like his hairy balls dangling on your chin while you wait for it to just go <laughs> on your face. Can you <laughs> imagine? Oh, God. Um, yeah, I, I never know what to buy beauty-wise. I get very confused. I, I fully converted over to Zoe B Beauty. I'll give her a shout out because she is a small um, female-led business. The dry bits I've had on my face have been so bad, but it's the best it's ever been. Like my is skin it? isn't sore anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. So I use the sugar scrub. I use the jojoba oil, whatever you want to call it, to remove yeah. my makeup. Yeah. And I use the cream. And yeah. fucking hell, I think it's amazing. Anyway, uh, but I think the beauty industry is crock of shit. I think that all of the different things that they tell you to do, the fact that you're not like the way that you're meant to put it around your eyes, I don't bother with all of that. The cream that I use, which is just one moisturizer, it goes on my face. I don't fuck around with using my fucking index finger 20 centimeters away from my fucking eyelashes or whatever it might be. I'm not, I don't buy into all of that bullshit. I think it's all a way to make women terrified of aging. Yeah, I know. It really is. That's the issue, isn't it? Shall we have some, uh, we could have a little tidy up actually. Go on, tidy it up. Tidy up, tidy up. Um, so, hello, Schlicks. Uh, Schlicks. First of all, just want to say how much I fucking love you and your podcast. Woohoo! I have listened from the start and you've made me cry with laughter on many a dog walk. So, I grew up in a Catholic household and I do oh believe that this has meant that I've had an issue with self-love. I'm 32 and never been able to make myself come. I'm convinced it's from Catholic guilt, something I've suffered from most of my life. Um, I have a Catholic mother and yes, I can <laughs> confirm that Catholic guilt is fucking so predominant in her life with absolutely everything that she does. I didn't does. know that was a thing. Yeah, do you not? No. Really? Catholic guilt. Catholic guilt, yeah. But my mum has it so bad, honestly. Wow. And it's interesting because, you know, any any given scenario, situation, she will always think that she's to blame for whatever's happened with everything. That's interesting. Um, so I can, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Maybe I have Catholic guilt. Anyways, so I've been one of the minority in my life where I've only been able to come through sex on top only, but never any other way with a partner. This is horrible, this bit. Sadly, this has been used as a form of punishment in past relationships where a partner knew this and deliberately made sure we weren't intimate because of this very reason. 
That's horrible. That's isn't it? fucking disgusting. What a Luckily, bastard. She says that tiny dick was binned a long time ago. Thank God. Anyways, after listening to you, Buttes, I thought it was about time I took the power into my own hands and did something about it. On New Year's Eve, I finally built up the courage to buy the Sonus from your website. And oh, then, amazing. And then listen to what happened. This is going to absolutely uh, set off the Catholic guilt. However, the bank did think someone had committed fraud on my account and asked me to verify the purchase. Paranoia, oh, Catholic guilt hell. strikes again. <laughs> Anyways, roll on two months. And finally, after 32 fucking years, I have finally climaxed by myself. Oh, amazing. I can't tell you how thankful I am to both of you for making me feel comfortable and confident enough to make this step. Wouldn't have done it with you without you fellow clit stims. Love you both and never stop empowering women. How nice is that? That is incredible. Another orgasm that we've initiated. But you know what? It's just (laughs) it just goes to show how many women. Just live with the idea that it is shameful, whether it be through religion or not. It's not necessarily about that. It's just because, like, we're just—I don't know—we're we're not expected to like fully enjoy it. I think it's because um, it's scary for a woman to be in power to have power. I think society I also just think finds it's that terrifying. But we see in the media, we see in movies, Hollywood, like everything, it's all about the fact that women come just through penetration. Yeah, I know. You know what? There's so many pro, there's so many depictions of sex in like film and TV. And I see it now too, where there's never any foreplay. There's no. like never any foreplay. It just goes straight to penetration. Yeah. And that's it. And it's and like, there's no loo. No, and no it's so qu- like so quickly, just immediately, no just put the penis in the hole. It's like no, yeah, that's the last thing that you do, mate. That's yeah. when you're on the edge. That's when you do it. Yeah, before that, put it away. Put it away. Makes me so mad. But it's the same as birth. Have you ever seen an actual realistic birth depicted in no. a film or TV? No, it doesn't exist. It's all just screaming. They but- go straight to pushing. It's like um. Two stages of labour before that, mate. But the problem with that is then, when do you ever have the confidence to be able to turn around to a group of friends, let's say, because that's probably the most likely set of people that you might admit it to, and say, I haven't ever been able to come through sex before. Because the likelihood is there will be at least one of those people within that group that doesn't want to show, you know, like the whole keeping up with the Joneses of like, oh, my relationship's amazing, everything's happy, everything's great. Like they're not going to want to turn around and go, no, me neither. I have a really shit sex life or actually, you know what? I don't even like to have sex or, but it's just because we're not empowered to know how or empowered to know that we're entitled to just have really good orgasms. Like it's been this podcast and me alone has been so liberating in my sex life without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've got about 35,000 sex toys now. (laughs) (laughs) Before this, I I think I never really knew I didn't have anyone that I could have a very open conversation about sex with where I felt comfortable. Yeah. If I'm honest. Yeah. Um, All of it, I felt like what I might have been saying was reciprocated. And I guess through your... (laughs) Knowing what a slag you are. (laughs) No, no. Just you haven't. You've massively empowered me. But then I guess it's like... It's because we are in the presence of greatness. So it, it just... <laughs> I know what you mean, but I think I think I've, there's, I've got like 
definitely one of my friends I always talk about this shit with. And actually my sister, like one of my sisters as well, I've always talked about this stuff with. So I'm used to having these conversations. It doesn't feel alien to me, but I wouldn't yeah. like, you know, I wouldn't have it with anyone. Because uh, it, 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 there's a lot of people that just, you know, just don't, I don't feel comfortable with and yeah. uh, probably see a very different side to me than you see well they definitely do because I'm not like this with them because I'm socially anxious and uh I don't know them and I'd be like I'm not gonna talk about that yeah I I just think that it's it's empowered me to just all round be like well it's a vagina yeah or it's a penis anyway we record we what yeah. did we say we'll <laughs> keep this out. tight Vic we said we'll keep it tight we'll be on the phone we'll be on doing for ages so you got a story okay Dick I've got I've got I'm going to say, first of all, bit of bit of pre-love to us. Oh, bit which of we do love, don't we? <laughs> we love a little pre free self-love. And then I'm going to say it's going to swiftly move on to a, a bit of an agony arm. Oh, okay, nice. I've yeah. not read all of it yet, yeah. so who knows what I've got? A bit of dry, <laughs> bit of dry skin on my face. It's annoying me. Who knows where what twists and turns this could take? Let's go for it. I'm strapping in for the journey. Okay. Hey, uh, I've been listening to your podcast in work as I clean an office and trying not to burst out laughing as I clean. I love listening to the both of you. You remind me of me and my bestie. I followed knee deep pre-baby and I now have a toddler. Ignore those who say you shouldn't talk about kids so much. You've made me feel normal and that my parenting and all the weird feelings are of being a first time mom are completely normal. What I would like to ask you is, how did you get so body positive? I've put on two stones since having my daughter, now 18 months, and I've joined Slimming World. I've lost one stone and lost all interest, so I gave up over Xmas. I'm so torn between wanting to lose weight and be healthier and wanting to accept myself as I am. I've decided between fitting in my clothes and feeling better about my body and just accepting it or eating crap and getting even bigger. I've always been hungry when I'm on a Diet. Everyone's not fucking hungry when they're on a diet. Right. That's a, it's the point of a diet. It's a, it's yeah. restrictive, isn't it? Yeah. I have such a bad relationship with food. I eat for every emotion. I just don't want my daughter influenced by me going to a group talking about weight or the alternatives to me being unhappy with my weight and hiding myself. I just don't know what to do. And mainly, how do I accept myself? All the body positive people I follow have large hips, whereas. Uh, Etc. Whereas I gain weight, it's just in my gut, and I look like a fifty-year-old bloke who drinks like a fish with a beer belly. If you reply, then thanks for your advice on the podcast. It's always amazing. If you don't, no worries. I know you probably get hundreds of messages. Aww. Carry on being you, yes, sexy, strong women slags. Aww. Well, you did make it onto the podcast, sweetheart. Yes, and here we are. We're going to talk about it. Body positivity. Um, obviously, she's talked a lot about. Um, her relationship with food and it connected to emotion, which yeah. I do think every single woman that I know has an emotional relationship to food. Yes, either in one way or yeah. in some shape herself, or form. It's or either denying herself or eating to comfort herself. It's yeah. one. It's one of the two, basically. Yeah, and hopefully one day you find a happy medium where you just sit. In the middle of that, where you don't have to think about food in that way mm. anymore, um, because of that reason, the fact that it is so tied into her emotions, and she's technically just eating her emotions. 
Oh, it's, it's going to come back to it, isn't it, Laura? You know, know what I'm going to say. Go on, you say know it. What I'm say. We all know we, it's coming. <laughs> I can feel it. Therapy. Yeah. yeah, it's all about therapy, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure I've talked about this book before, but um, it's called "Fat Is a Feminist Issue." I talked mm, about that before. I'm not sure. It's a Either fucking way. really brilliant book for any woman that's got a complicated relationship to food uh, to read. I think it's Susie Orbach. Um, she's a psychotherapist. And it talks about those two extremes that we've just talked about. So it's kind of like the reasoning behind why we either starve ourselves or mm-hmm. why we overeat to almost try and like build up armor around us to protect ourselves. Um, it's fucking fascinating shit, mate. But it's um to anybody, I think I've spoken about the chimp paradox before. Yeah. I find the concept and the working behind it so fascinating because it's so true um look at us dropping quotes of psychologists <laughs> writing fucking books but the chip paradox is actually a very very well-known book by a very well-known psychologist he's also done a child's version about your kind of inner chimp and how to manage that part of your brain and the only way to kind of undo that and unknit that is through therapy it all is through and if you don't have therapy because of financial reasons or because the fucking i talk waiting list is like 400 years long and you need like that you need that comfort and understanding of why your brain's doing that now which you know you can do there's so much behind being able to read up kind of like the psychology behind your brain, isn't there? There are so many books out there, like obviously the Fat as a Feminist Issue sounds like an amazing read. Um, Or even if you don't want to read a book, like get the audio book version version of it. And it's just about learning to slowly redirect your brain to a different place. And there's nothing about that that's easy, which is what we were talking about. I don't know if that's even going to be in the fucking podcast of what we were talking about, but... (laughs) But it is about just slowly pushing the boundary of whatever part of your brain that's going, no, 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 we're just going to go and eat something. We're just going to go and eat something that you're trying to figure out. But why? Why do I feel like I need to do this? And that's why it's good to do it in therapy, because if you're uncovering something that's quite traumatic and you're not qualified, that can make you feel worse. Yeah. And it might not, not always going to be something that is obvious. No, that, that link, do you know what I mean? it's definitely, which more is than likely nothing obvious. Yeah, therapy is what unpicks all of that complicated yeah. shit that's happened in your brain, basically. I mean, I'm, I'm very much, I started therapy almost a year ago, Vic, <gasps> almost really? a year ago. Yeah. Well, in March, that yeah. was uh, officially a year ago when I met Elena, the love of my life. And um, <laughs> I can honestly say that the process started. And when I first spoke to her and she said, you know, you need to give me a minimum of six weeks. Can you do that? And I was like, yeah, OK. And I thought after six weeks, everything would be good. But when I look at the process or the point I'm at in my therapy now, it's like everything else was just like fluffy and easy. And then I'm getting to the bits of, of the root of it yeah and it is hard yeah but I am not prepared to quit I'm not no. prepared to stop learning and I've come so far now as well it's like you can't you have no. to just keep going but the the point that I'm trying to make is what you think is the issue behind your you know relationship you want to call it obsessive eating yeah is not what you think it is and so there's an element of that where you've just got to give yourself a pat on the back or a massive hug to yourself and go 
you know what? I'm not there yet, but I will get there and I'm doing really well. Yeah. And I do, I think the whole self-love, like that word love, I think that for me sometimes a bit sort of, I don't know, uh, I don't think that I do love my body. I think that I've come to accept it. And I love it for, you know, meaning that I could go for a walk, I can pick up my kids, I can do shit like that, you know. But in terms of like, do I look at it and go, oh my God, I love you so much? No, I don't. And I have to constantly battle that inner critic. Yeah. You know, it being like, oh, look at your fat tummy, look at your saggy tits, blah, 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 all that shit. I just have to say, shut up, yeah, bitch. <laughs> and uh, just try and not hate myself. Um, yeah. Because I just feel like it's such a waste of time. And I think I do understand where that comes from for me as well. Like I understand the root of all of that. And um, I've dealt with that stuff. So, you know, I know the reasoning behind it, but I'm still not free from the negativity that goes yeah. on in my brain, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was a fight anymore because it doesn't fill up my every waking moment. I'm not thinking about it. It's just sometimes I so happen to wear a pair of really tight jeans and have like my belly over spilling over the top or then I look in the mirror when I've got the shower and think, holy moly, Mr. Burns has shown up. I just, you know, I just have to just go, no, yeah. no. It's just the acknowledgement of that feeling, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And also it is about like, if I actually wanted to genuinely change my body to the point where it looks like what we or what society considers to be beautiful I'd have to work so hard yeah. I'd have to exercise every day I'd have to eat a very very different diet to what I eat now like I eat really healthily but I do still like a treat yeah and I just don't I just think life's too short yeah but you know I think I mean? you know for some people that does bring them joy but if it doesn't bring you joy you just kind of have to question why the fuck am I doing this then yeah if it's not bringing you happiness and no. going to places like Slimming World I think we even spoke about this last week didn't we these places these organizations they are not designed to make you better no, they are not, not designed to fix you they are not designed to make you succeed they are designed to make you fail yeah. and everybody that is in it they will almost be to the point of brainwashed because the idea and the way that they sell it to women is that this is all men this is the thing that is going to make you whole this thing it's a solution going, is it? it's the solution it's a lifestyle it. change it's, like, it's not a lifestyle change it's something that they want to make money from you and the diet industry is a massive monster that likes to swallow as many predominantly statistically women yeah. as they possibly can and feed off of their insecurities i think the worst thing that you know when you said about the fact that you went out for your mum's night out and you couldn't believe the fact that you know it's still the way that men treat women is still rife that for me that industry of celebrity selling a lifestyle you know like you say selling a course of like whatever it might be or signing up to a diet industry and being like oh my god I take these two shakes a day and like look at me now that's the bit for me I can't believe that we haven't moved forward in that I, yeah. I just I can't fucking fathom yeah so then you've got this woman that's like contacted us who's saying about how insecure she is and about how she's desperate to lose weight and she wants to be more confident in her body. And then you look at all of the bullshit that's being thrown down our throats on a daily basis and you can go, well, they're, 
there's your problem. There's all yeah. of our problem is that this is what we see. And as much as we might want to say it doesn't impact us, that it will. It's yeah. impossible for it not to. Yeah. So what do we do, Laura? So like, how, how do we get away from it, man? How, 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 and like, from my point of view, of me being body confident, after I had Toby, which was six years ago, and obviously I have really bad, well, it was PTSD, but I thought it was postnatal depression. Um, after experiencing that, I just kind of, I couldn't, like I couldn't eat. I had lost everything, like all vigor for life. It was all gone. And after that, I was like, I'm, I, I cannot think of anything more shit than being in that place. And so I'm going to work on just not, I just gave less shits about my body. Yeah, I think I think having kids does that generally for what it has for me with life. I, I think they make you realize that life is too short, don't they? Yeah. But then I know there's a lot of people that don't feel that way, that if anything makes them feel more insecure about their weight and their size. But I, um, <sighs> I think going through that battle just made me go, oh, fuck it. I just... I just, I just can't care. I just can't care about it. Yeah. But I still have my struggles like, like you. And obviously I'm still in therapy and this is one of the things I'm having to work on. I was at yoga the other day. I was, like, I, tell. <laughs> I was at yoga the other day and like my, my yoga pants were like cutting my belly in half and then they rolled down and my belly just flopped out and the instant physical feeling of disgust that was just completely rife in my body and I recognized that where that had come from why and that's to do with my own shit that I'm having to obviously work through so Mm -hmm. you know and everyone's will be different hers will be different point is go go to fucking therapy or just start digging stop paying for simi world yeah and just (laughs) invest in some like it's that self-care in my opinion yeah I think the more you talk about it the more it becomes, not the more you talk about it, the more you read up about it, the more you understand it, the easier it becomes to accept, I think. Yeah, exactly. But all of that comes with work. You know, that doesn't just, that doesn't just come on its own. Nothing's easy in this life, is it? No. Nothing. Oh dear. Um, I think we've been recording now for so fucking long that we're going to have to round this up, baby girl. We're not, no, no need for uh, a story. We've done two agony aunts, have we not? Uh, so Vic, before we go anywhere and before we do anything, <clears throat> what can people do and what can they buy? Other than your book, which comes out next week, by the way. Oh, oh my goodness. So scary. So as we know, Valentine's Day is approaching. It's a week today. It's time to get sexy. So we are going to have a few little Valentine's bundles going up on the website this week. Um, in, in regard to our sex toys. So we're going to have a little couples bundle and we're going to have a solo bundle uh-huh. with a few uh-huh. little fanny... For all you independent slags out there. Independent fanny slags. Um, so yes, it's going to have a little selection of titillating, clitoral and other area stimulating things. Bundles. <laughs> Bundles. Um, and we also... Oh, I have to double check this, but I'll put this in just in case this is going to happen. And if you... Purchase one of these bundles. We're going to give away a CBD clit stimulating spray. How about Which that? Sounds very spray. exciting. Oh, I'm very one. excited by Great. that. I like it. Anyway, yeah. So you're going to get one of those thrown in, which is worth twenty seven ninety nine. So you get that for free. Uh, you'll also get one, I think, if you spend over a hundred pounds. So Woo-woo. anyway, I've got. I mean, I say this. I've got to go physically put all this on the website. <laughs> yeah, you have because Laura hasn't got a fucking clue what she's doing. 
Um, but look out for that. We'll put it on our Instagram anyway. And if you want to send us a story, an agony on anything, a news article, because that's what we're all about these days, a fact, yeah. whatever you want to send us, man. Send us anything, not, you, but not a complaint because we don't give a shit about no, that. No, we don't care about those. Um, you can email us at noholesbarpodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do, Laura? They can head on over to our Instagram page, which is noholesbarpodcast, and they can pop on into our DMs and they can send us a voice note if they so wish yes. or they can um, send us a typed out message and they can follow us too, which would be quite wonderful, wouldn't it? That would be wonderful. Yeah. We love a little lol on our we, Instagram page. We do, we do love a lol. <laughs> uh, all right then, nothing else to say, nothing else to report, is there? No, there isn't, no. We are still, can I just say, on Apple. Oh we yeah. We're still at 4.9 rating. Oh, nice. That is so fucking close to being the full five-star workout. Yeah, Hello. man. <laughs> uh, thank you for leaving those reviews. It um, means a lot to us. As it does, does mean Every a lot. message that you ever send us, we love. We feel connected to you, bitches. We are. We're connected. We're connected. Uh, we'll see you next week. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.